Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside the Digital Health and Sales Locker Room. I'm your host, Josh Pappas. Today's episode features one of the co-founders of Loop Golf, Thomas. Incredible conversation in the payments industry. Transition solved a challenge that all golfers have of in-game wagers, and now they're on their way, and he shares his journey from Loop Golf, creating the digital wallet for golf. Incredible episode. We cover who you'd want to golf with, where you'd want to golf with. Um, and for anybody who is a golf fan or not, fascinating listen on an entrepreneurial's journey. Excited to have you on. Excited to learn a little bit about you and your ventures. Uh, we do an origin story, so would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and uh, talk a little bit about uh, your journey to where you are now. Yeah, uh, sounds great. First off, thanks for thanks for having me on. It's been been really cool to to get to know you and and what you're doing and and absolutely love the pod so so appreciate the invite um origin story so yeah it's it's uh it's one of those things where you know as a as a consumer myself um of golf i kind of stumbled upon upon this use case with uh with my co-founder um we became good friends um actually met each other working at uh, at block um, formerly known as Square, and um, became great friends. You know, getting out and and playing golf. Um, uh, Matt was actually the recruiter, brought me into Block. Um, I spent time there on the finance and strategy team, and then shortly thereafter, we realized we both loved to play golf. We're like, oh, let's go play golf one day, and then we did. And and the kind of the rest was history. We were from then on kind of um, uh, you, you know playing together quite often. Um, and as is the case with eighty five percent of golfers, we love to play for money when we're out on the course and um, it's unique, you know, golf is crazy. People ask us um, about, you know, our product, which we'll get into and um, how it can translate to other sports. And, and there's certainly the ability for that, but golf is just really unique in that uh, folks have always, you know, playing for money on a recreational stage. Um, it's just always been a part of the game. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm not even exactly sure why, um, but, you know, it adds a little extra uh, skin in the game. It creates a sort of a different competitive dynamic. It's a bunch of fun. You know, there's a ton of camaraderie that comes out of it because, you know, you have team matches just as often as 1v1 matches. Um, and so we're you know, solidly in that camp of, of always playing for money every single time we play. And, um, you know, one day in particular, we just had a really engaging match. Um, for those of you who who don't know, you know, within – um, a money match out on the golf course, things can escalate quite a bit. So you can start with a smaller uh, wager and then it can it can cascade into a lot of different wagers as you add side wagers closest to the pins. You can press a bet, which is doubling down and creating a new one to kind of start on hole eight all the way to hole 18 if you're down in your you know existing bet. So there can there can become a lot of action and um you know and we just kept running into the the pain points of tracking all of it, you know, pencil and paper on a scorecard, um, you know, and I was often the the person who was, you know, keeping score and keeping track of everything. Um, and it ultimately was kind of taking away from my experience. So uh, I would, you know, get peppered with questions on the 17T. Where do things stand? How much am I up? How much am I down? I'm trying to like do the mental accounting and do the math in my head, you know, on the fly in real time. Um, and then, you know, ultimately you sort of get to the last hole and, um, and sometimes there can be the actual debates of like, oh no, I thought this was, I thought I won that one and you lost that one. And, um, and so, you know, not only is there all of that, but then there's the actual settling 
of the of the match itself, right? And there's so many different um, disparate payment types out there. You know, someone's got Venmo, someone's a cash app only person, someone else has cash from their, you know, grandma for their birthday. Um, there's there's all these different use cases and, and worst case scenarios, you don't actually get paid. So, you know, we were actually driving home from one of these really engaging, uh, engaging matches, a ton of fun. Then ultimately, these kind of experiences I just outlined kind of took away from that. And we're like, there's got to be an easier way to to be able to do this. Like, it's so much fun. There's so much camaraderie, but there's these key sticking points we keep running into over and over again of coordinating, scoring, and settling. And so, um, you know, on the car ride home, we start looking in the app store, right? We're just like, oh, is there something that can actually solve those pain points for us? Um, and we didn't find anything immediately. We kind of kept doing our diligence, you know, over the course of the next month or so and slowly realized like two things. One, the consumer apps in the golf space, um, I would say from a design aesthetic, have not necessarily kept up with expectations of consumers today. Um, and secondly, none of them actually had payment settlement as a part of their experience or had, had built um, an experience which is really solely for your money matches out on the course. Um, and so Matt and I kind of got together and we're like, well, we understand the payments piece. Um, you know, we're at a payments company. We've been we've spent the last four years looking at the world through a payments lens. Um, for those who don't know, you know, um, the Square ecosystem of Block actually incubated Cash App, and so we had you know both a merchant ecosystem and a consumer ecosystem that you know we were able to um, sort of witness you know grow and 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 get built. And we're like, you know, this this could be something that the golf uh, golf space needs, right? This is such a highly transactional community. So, um, you know, there's then a lot that went into kind of getting to the point where we're at today and eventually leaving our jobs, um, at, at block. But, um, but that's, you know, that's how it all got started. No, I love it. Solving, you know, something. And, and I think there's a lot to be said, you know, out there because whether it's golf or whether it's payments, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that have, you know, expertise day to day, you know, and then also do things, call it for fun. And, yeah. um, you know, it's such a simple conversion of being able to say, hey, I have this you know, work expertise. We have this challenge. It doesn't have to be, you know, saving the world or, you know, becoming the next unicorn. So looking forward to dig in deep, but that's, that's awesome. So before we, you know, dig into some of those would love, so we do like a top and bottom, you know, sales story. So we'll remix it a little bit here and would love to start, you know, maybe off the top of your head, what's maybe like the best and worst, uh, you know, golf round you can, you, you, you can remember to start off with. <laughs> question. So I have my worst very top of mind because uh, it actually took place not not that long ago. Uh, we were actually in West Palm Beach, uh, West Palm Beach um, for a pitch, and uh, we played PGA National. Um, and I it, and, and I had the worst one of the worst golf rounds of my whole life. Like I don't. It's one of those things, right? I mean, um, golf can be so fickle at times, and and you can go so quickly from like, oh my god, I, I'm going to go pro. To, oh my God, I don't even know how to get the ball off the ground. And, and it's all mental, right? And, and so that's what, that's what I love about golf is it translates to so many different aspects of life. And this day in particular, man, I just, I just did not have it. And, uh, and, and it's one of those things where 
you know, the competitor in me is, is really frustrated, you know, about it in the, in the moment. And, you know, you're kind of down and out, but, um, you know, learning how to kind of overcome it and, and deal with it and deal with the frustration, um, has also, you know, routinely been, uh, been an experience that's, that's definitely helped me sort of just outside of, outside of golf as well. Um, and certainly in a startup sense, right. There's a lot of, you know, the lows are really lows, the highs are really high. Um, and in terms of my best round, um, this was last year. I, we do a tournament each year called the California classic with, um, there's, there's four of us. So three other buddies of mine and we were down in Monterey and we basically do like a, a four, it's a four round cumulative net low tournament. You count your three best rounds. And, um, and I, it wasn't even playing that great of golf heading into this trip, but ended up, um, shooting two back-to-back career rounds, um, during the trip and, and won the, you know, won the tournament running away. Um, and, and I would say I've been chasing that. I've been chasing that feeling that weekend ever since, but, uh, always, always, always chasing, you know, some people call that the clutch, the clutch gene, right? You just, you know, bring yeah. it up. You, you, you got to recreate the moment. No, that's, that, yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Right. I mean, I, usually the worst rounds come, you know, normally it's like a combination of, you know, how much did you pay? And then how bad did you pay, you know, play when you, when you, when you paid that much, right. You know, I, I paid, you know, a a nice amount of time to walk around, you do a nature walk around pine needles one time, um, you know, and just, you know, walk into the woods and check out there, uh, you know, type there. (laughs) No, that's, that's great. I love it. So, you know, that's switching gears to like more on the business end. uh, Cause I think a lot of people, that start their own your business or maybe go to funding, um, you know, what stands out on kind of the best and worst, maybe, you know, pitch or, or, or fundraising or investor conversation, um, you know, and just kind of, you know, what were some of the components of, you know, of, of that side of yeah. you know, more on the business side pitching? Yeah. Um, so right off the top of my head, I know definitely immediately the, the best and, and worst. Um, we did earlier this year, we did a pitch with Courtside ventures. Um, and, uh, they're one of the biggest funds in the kind of sports tech slash slash game gaming side of things. Um, and we had had a few good, good conversations, uh, with them, but we were also at the same time sort of tweaking, um, just like the sequencing of our narrative in the deck. And I think like, that's one, you know, very consistent thing that was something I'd never, I never really thought about before. Like when we were first putting our very first deck together, I was like, yeah, okay, we have our deck and now we're going to go pitch. And like now, now in hindsight, the number of times that we have, you know, obviously iterated um, on it is, is uh, uncountable at this point, but we had recently kind of gone through a bit of a change in sequencing. It was a big pitch. Um, We were traveling at the time and uh, we just did a, you know, we, we did a good job of, um, preparing, like I, I often kind of like to go a little more off the cuff. Like it just, I, if I get too attached to a talking point or something, um, it can actually throw me off versus like just getting into a flow state. Um, and you know, but this one, you know, we really wanted to nail it and, uh, and did a great job of kind of balancing out, um, preparing and kind of hitting, making sure all the key talking points were hit. Um, and also letting, letting there be a little wiggle room for, um, just the flow state and, and kind of a little bit off the cuff. And, uh, I just, I, I just crushed it. Like it was one of those moments where like in the middle of it, I don't think I used a single filler for an hour straight. 
Like I was just completely locked in. And uh, and Matt under the table, he was on the call, and he's like, "Fist, give me a fist pump under the table." Like, dude, what you're you're going off right now? Um, and yeah, it's just it's funny, but like the flip side of that is sometimes you can just not even get the words out, right? And and kind of on the on the opposite end of this, we had just uh, we had just retooled our deck. Uh, it was a pitch with Will Ventures, um, which is also a fund that invests in the sports tech space. And we had just retooled the deck and we were, we were on a short clock. Like we only had, you know, 10 or 12 minutes to really get through it. And I just could not, each slide that came up next, I feel like I, you know, had, had fewer and fewer words and knew I knew I was blowing it, knew that it was not going well uh, and everything sort of compounded on itself. And I eventually just like cut it off. And, you know, we had like three more slides and I'm like, yeah, so that's it. That's the pitch. And uh, thank you for your time. We'll we'll go on now about our day. Um, so, yeah, just it's it's funny. It's, you know, kind of like what we were just talking about on the golf course. Like some days you can just be totally locked in and can't miss. And, you know, other days it's just it's a little, you know, a little hard to even get the right words out. But those are two that stick out to me. No, super, super interesting. And I think it resonates because especially when you're on that clock, I mean, whether it's three to five minutes, five Ooh. to 10, I mean, you've never seen that time almost evaporate, you know, if you're in some of those yeah. conversations or pitching, especially pitching in front of, you know, people, even, even with a large group. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. All right. Well, cool. There's a cool, just a, this, this one was, it's interesting because from a fundraising standpoint, we started in, October of 21, I believe. So like this was, you know, still very much in like a remote world. Um, and, and it's kind of right. Like the remoteness of, of things has, has sort of continued. And so we've done so many pitches that are over, you know, video call versus in person. Um, and so recently got to do, uh, or got invited to do a pitch for, um, some live golfers, uh, in, in West Palm Beach, I just mentioned it. And, uh, and it was really cool. It was like 40 people in like a horseshoe and Matt and I, our co-founder were kind of up at the front, you know, with the pitch deck. And it was cool to like feel the energy of the room and get to, uh, you know, get to really kind of, uh, actually experience, experience that versus like, you know, video call, you're like, you're done. And, and that's it. You have, you have no idea like what, what's coming next. So that was a cool one. Um, uh, thought worth mentioning. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. And feeding off of the crowd can, you know, sometimes, um, and, and also to just understanding people's you know, body language and emotions yeah. or something to be said for that for sure. But yeah, perfect segue. So we do a Mount Rushmore. So for you, um, would love to get your, you know, if, if you, if you had the opportunity to play four golf courses, uh, you know, four of the top golf courses, if you could play any course, um, and then, um, we'll switch gears. The second part of, if you had, you know, four, uh, whether it's celebrities or active golfers that you could play golf with, um, who would they do? So let's start with, you know, courses first, either ones you've played or, or, or want to play. Yeah. So, um, two will be ones I've played and then two will be me ones I haven't played. Um, Pebble Beach is one, one that I've played. I got, we finally got a chance to go down and not have to stay, um, but could play. Uh, so it was full, full boat, but you know, we didn't get any discount on the rate, but, um, we got an, a perfect day. It was December 23rd of last year. 
it was like 70 degrees, perfectly sunny, no wind, and uh, was just absolutely magical. Um, everyone was playing well. We had an incredible match. It all came down to 18. My partner drains a putt on 18 with the sun setting. Like it was just, it was just an awesome, awesome day. Um, my next one is Oakland Hills South Course. So Oakland Hills is in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Uh, it's a private course, uh, but they recently had Gil Hans come out and and redesign it um, to take it back to its kind of original Donald Ross design. And they not he, the guy knocked it out of the park. I mean, this this course is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I could I could play it every single day and not get sick of it. Um, and then lastly, so two uh, Pinehurst Pinehurst number two um, is is definitely on my list. Um, have not played there yet, um, but but will definitely be be making a trip at some point in the near future. Um, and then last one is uh, Augusta National. Uh, and, and, you know, that one obviously is on a lot of people's list. Um, you know, I, I, I just feel like it's, it's the pinnacle and, uh, and getting to get out there and actually, I've actually never been on the property. So just getting to see the slopes and see, see the layout and, uh, and get to play would be phenomenal. So that's four. Yeah, no, that's, those are, those are great. And I think people that don't, the people are like Augusta National, like Augusta, Georgia, you know, non-golf fans, right? But yeah. uh, it's 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 definitely has the uh, the mystique and um, you know the Masters and and the fact that exclusivity, right? The fact that you know you could have the the uh, all the amount of money in the world and yeah. and still not not ever touch or be able to play that. So I like those. And then you know you, you and I will work on the Pinehurst one, right? I think that that'll yes. Uh, yes. Hopefully, hopefully come hopefully come sooner so, sooner uh, than later uh, for first. For sure. Uh, and now let's talk about from a, from, from a playing, you know, perspective, right? So, uh, if, if you could kind of, you know, take your pick, um, any, any of the active or just, uh, celebrities, uh, if you could kind of fill in, let's maybe say, you know, it's you and three others, right? So who would, yeah. would kind of fill that force of? So, um, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth and Steph Curry. Um, Steph obviously has just, the, the guy's insane and, and he's a great, a great player. And I know he's, uh, obviously a very competitive guy. I know he, he loves to get out and play for money over at uh Cal club now that he's, he's down on the peninsula. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if, if you've seen uh full, full swing, but, uh, you know, JT and, and Jordan Spieth, uh, just absolutely love to get out there and, and play for money and, and have, uh, some fun competitive matches. So, uh, I think it would be awesome to to get out there and and compete with those three. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty like Steph Curry's like that kid that you it's just like good at anything, right? Like give yeah. him you know right. g- g- give him a chessboard and you know in a couple of weeks he's gonna be out here you know master ch- master yeah. chef. Uh, everybody yeah. knows one of those kids, uh, but it's it's kind of crazy to see it play out in real life. It really is. Did you see uh, from this past weekend the the ace and then. Like he not he not only does that, which is obviously absolutely nutty, uh, but then follows it up the next day by hitting the the winning putt on 18th green to make an eagle and win the entire tournament. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> how, how does one guy um, convert on so many uh, opportunities? It's it's not so. Something to be said for sure, and I'm sure you know I'm I'm sure MJ would be a good one um, probably to have on the. Uh, on 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 the platform too, you know, because his 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 start his start his starting bets would uh, probably be good yeah. for the payment space. 
Yeah, we'd, we'd have to immediately raise his weekly limit. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so perfect segue. So we do an MJ versus LeBron debate. This is, I guess, less of a debate, right? But, um, you know, would love to, to – I know you alluded to it a little bit, but old school golf betting, you know, for some of those that, you know, are, are familiar with it versus kind of what you guys have built out at uh, Loop Golf. Uh, would love for you to just kind of, you know, what – you touched a little bit about on those challenges, the pain points, but I uh, would really love to um, give a little bit of insight into, like, the actual technology used, you know, the payments component and, you know, really what you see for the next kind of foreseeable future uh, on the, the user side. Yeah. So um, it's very similar to Eventmore Cash App, just built specifically for golf. So we refer to it as golf's digital wallet. Um, and as the product exists today, you onboard, um, you link your card, and then you fund your wallet. So, you know, very similar, again, to that kind of Cash App and Venmo flow from that perspective. Um, but then um, where we uh, differ significantly is that we're kind of built out for that gaming use case um, and specifically for golf. So once you kind of have your account and, and money in your in your wallet, you can then uh, go and compete, you know, with your with your friends, with your peers in a um, up to four player money match. And so we have actually built um, games into the product. Um, so, you know, you land on the community feed so you can follow and track all your uh, all your fellow golfers journey, um, see the rounds that they're posting, who they're playing with, what they've scored, who won or lost money. Um, and then you can uh, create a match. So if you and I were going out to, to play, you know, I'd pick the course. Um, I'd select you as the person I'm playing with. I'd create the terms of the match. So maybe we'll do a match play front, back, overall, uh, five, five, 10. So $5, $5 on the front, $5 on the back, $10 on the overall. Um, and then, you know, I'll send you that invite. You'll accept it. And then we'll be within the live match experience where as the game creator, I will input the scores uh, after each hole and everything will then be automatically kind of calculated for you as to who's up and who's down, where the match stands. And then most importantly, kind of where you stand from a net dollars basis um, throughout the entirety of that match. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the, the core of the product today. You know, currently we're, we're um, adding a, a new game called Wolf, which is a very uh, popular game. Uh, it's actually been the number one requested game from our community. So right now we have match play, skins, progressive and divided, stroke play, a single player mode. And then, uh, and then Wolf is kind of that next game that will be that will be launching, um, and that'll be a fun one. I mean, there's a lot of nuance and complexity from a design and development standpoint, but I think um, you know, I think we really nailed that experience. And given that, I think it'll be a really elevated uh, experience relative to to what the current experience is for golfers. And um, and in terms of you know where we see things going, obviously GPS is a core utility that is really what most of the other golf apps out there are providing. Like we really started with the wallet piece and, and the, um, you know, playing for money component of golf. Um, we'll add on, you know, some of those other core utilities uh, for golfers as well. So GPS will be another one that, that we're adding here within the next couple of months. Um, and then ultimately in terms of where we see it going, like we really see this initial, 
product and use case as, like you said, you know, solving key pain points around, you know, the golfer's journey um, and, and related to money matches. But like where we ultimately see it going is um, to be your golf wallet. So creating more utility around the dollars that are in that wallet. Um, and I think there's um, in terms of our future roadmap, there's two key themes. The, the one is um, card issuance and rewards, right? Being able to issue a virtual card, allow you to spend off that balance, you know, back directly into golf or elsewhere and be rewarded for that spend. Um, right now, you know, rewards within golf are incredibly fragmented. Um, and I think within a wallet like this, um, you know, you can really consolidate or centralize all of that activity, especially because golf is such a highly transactional community at the end of the day. Um, the second piece of the future roadmap is uh, pro wagers. Um, so we kind of see this as just being your your kind of golf super app and, and being able to not only, um, you know, compete against your friends for money on the course, but then, you know, take the $50 you want on the course and actually place a bet on Justin Thomas to win the tournament that weekend and actually have um, community be a, a core uh, ethos of that experience so that I can see that you played Matt. He, you know, you took money off of him and then you placed that, that bet on JT. And I might be like, Oh, J damn, Josh thinks, you know, JT's hot. He's going to win this tournament. I might one click and be able to, you know, place that same bet. And now we share in that experience together. And so, um, you know, ultimately we're, we're kind of building out a full ecosystem. Um, but I think, you know, it was, it was key for us to kind of start with these, this on course, you know, real money use case, um, to, to solve key pain points for our customers. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm curious from a customer perspective, like how, how, how did it start? Where are you guys at? You know, did you, have you, have you spent a lot in, in, in acquiring these customers and, and how has it kind of, you know, grown, um, since its yeah. inception? Yeah. So, um, in September of 22, so we spent most of 2022 really putting the, the core foundation in place of, of the product and, and the payments infrastructure and the payments design. There's a lot of vendors that we had to onboard and, and get in place as part of the, the payments infrastructure. And, uh, by September of 22, we had it in a good enough spot to, to feel ready to, to actually put it in the app store. Currently, we're iOS only. Um, so we launched our open beta uh, September 13th, 2022. Um, and then we officially came out of beta uh, at the end of March of this year. So... Um, still pretty early on, but have seen a lot of uh, great traction. Um, you know, we've 5Xed our customer base so far this year relative to where we were at the end of 22. Um, you know, we're closing in on uh, some really big uh, gross payment volume marks and, and kind of um, one that we you know had had our eye on right from the get go to, to try and hit at some point this year. And, and we did it. It's, you know, it's only the middle of July. Um, and so have seen really great traction games played. We've, we hit, um, five weeks in a row of hitting, um, an all time high on games completed in a week. Um, and so, uh, you know, our core demo is interesting. I mean, we always kind of felt this would be the case, but the majority, um, of our customer base is 21 to 30. And I think that's a really key point that you kind of hit on earlier, which is that like the dynamic of playing for money on the course has shifted between generations like you would have this 
you know, one, the, the younger demos are mobile native and they grew up in this environment where sports betting generally is much more accepted. So there's there's not this element of it being taboo in any way, shape or form. And so you'll have like, you know, multi-millionaire 65-year-old who's like, oh, yeah, we do like a buck a hole and we settle in cash. And and then you have this younger generation and that's like, you know, only making, you know, 55000 a year in an entry-level job. And they're out there, you know, playing a, a 2020-40, you know, NASA. And, um, and it's, you know, it's just, and it's all in, it's all in good fun. And, um, you know, we make sure to put in... Um, features within our products. So we have a wager limit so no one can, you know, get, a, get over their skis um, as things escalate out on the course. And so obviously responsibility is, is still very top of mind in this sense, but it's uh it's just a dramatic shift, um, you know, across generations that we've seen. And, and it's been cool to see the the 21 and, and kind of 30 year old cohort be, be our largest and, and see that we're really speaking to this, this new generation of golfer. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've been, uh, we've been really excited the last couple of months with all the traction we've seen. It's been a really low cost, um, uh, acquisition model. Um, we always, you know, thought that we would have natural network effects kind of embedded within this product and within the business model, because, um, right. In order to even play for money, you need at least one other person. And so if you, Josh, discover the product, um, the average size of a golfer's network is at least six people. And that network often exists within a text thread already. And so, you know, we just saw it this weekend take place where like someone we, we knew um, had someone else within like a large text thread of 30 some people because they're going on a golf trip put loop golf into the thread and say, Hey, have you guys seen this? Like, you got to check it out. Like this is the perfect tool for us to play for money out on the course. Um, and then they, you know, showed it to us and we're like, yes, like, that's, that's exactly how we, um, you know, how we envision this taking place. So we've seen a lot of great word of mouth kind of natural sharing and network effects taking place and, uh, have also been very active on TikTok and YouTube shorts and, and all that good stuff as well. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think from a demographic perspective, also, you, those types of it's riding the wave of everybody golfs now, right? Like in in, oh. in a sense of and for those less familiar with it, right? You know, prior to COVID, and I would include myself in that bucket. You know, it was there was a lot of, you know, am I really going to spend you know four or five hours on a weekend to golf? And then you know, overnight you had you know, one of the few um, you know in certain areas, right? Especially here, few activities you could like realistically do to just get outside the house, right? And so. Yeah. You know, overnight, I mean, I know a lot of the courses here, it was probably saved them, right? And then now, you know, the municipal courses, like, forget about getting a tea time. I don't care where you are or who you are or when you are, right? And, you know, country clubs, you know, now circling back. But I think it's it's cool for you guys because, you know, you're not only riding that wave, but then you're, you know, getting, you know, folks now kind of at the younger and then, you know, who they're going to golf to your point until they're 65. Right. So uh, yeah. they're going to stay, they're going to stay on the platform, obviously grow with the platform, which is, you know, super cool. But um, any, I guess, either in the, in, in, in your guys' space of the payments world, any kind of predictions that you guys see or, or their tailwinds as you're doing some of the research on you know, this time of like gamification um, in the, in the payments world? Yeah, I, I think there's um, I think you see a lot of uh, interesting examples of of gamification with with wallets now. I mean, it makes sense, right? Money's already a core 
part of that experience. And I think that's where we see a lot of really cool opportunities within our future roadmap in, in going deeper into, into payments. But, you know, for us in particular, there's obviously always been in, in the payments world, the reward of spend, right? Like Delta rewards, um, probably, probably the best rewards program on the planet. Um, they've absolutely crushed it. Um, and they have always gamified, uh, spend, uh, but, but they also, they also gamify number of trips, right? Which is a really kind of interesting and, and unique thing to do. Um, and I think that there's a lot of, uh, kind of, uh, similar things that we can do in terms of both gamifying spend and play out on the course, given that, you know, the first part of our product experience will be around that on course experience and, and playing for money. And so, um, and so we're really excited, you know, as we get to the part of, uh, you know, card issuance for us to be able to really kind of lean into, you know, that, um, both play and rewarding both play and spend. Um, and it's, you know, I think it's, um, one other key trend is, is sort of like the niching down of a consumer's wallet. Um, and so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of narratives, um, of fintech being oversaturated, uh, because of the number of wallets that, that do exist. Um, but it's, it's very impossible for one thing to solve all of my use cases, right? So like, yes, I like to travel and I do want to be rewarded for travel, um, or for spend towards travel, but I also play just as much golf and I don't currently have a way to really get centrally rewarded for any of my golf and spending thousands and thousands of dollars per year, equipment, apparel, golf balls, golf tees, golf rounds, um, travel to golf destinations, um, like all of those motions within that customer journey are all being rewarded back to this other thing, which maybe, you know, I do once or twice a year and it's great to be able to have the status I have on Delta and, and all that good stuff. But it would be really great to be able to kind of have both of these hobbies of mine um, served and, and, you know, served specifically. And so um, I think that while there's certainly, you know, probably some oversaturation, I do think that, Generally, consumer behavior, especially for younger generations, is shifting into um, kind of more verticalized instead of necessarily thinking that, like, I, I as a consumer will only need one solution to solve all of my needs. Um, I think we're, you know, we're clearly seeing that there's a little bit of a of a shift there. No, I think I think it's spot on, and I like the way that you outlined it. And I think anecdotally, you know, anybody that doesn't golf um just next time you're at a cocktail party or your pregame or whatever else you know i guarantee you look around the room close your eyes listen to the conversation and i guarantee you there's two guys in the corner talking about um either their yeah. handicap or what yeah. they shot earlier that day uh you know loyal but but it's 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 it's, it's you know it's one of the most loyal you know, people, whether it's, you know, they're going into the country club or like you said, you know, spending, you know, time, energy, effort. So I think it's, it's, it's spot on. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in the next, in the next year, those conversations will be that. And, oh, dude, you got to check out the loop golf because I just earned a discount on my round at Pebble because of all the rounds that I've played for money on loop, you know, which is something that they would do otherwise, you know, no matter what, even if we existed or not. 
exactly. Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that money is, is just so naturally social and golf is so naturally social that, um, the, the power of what we're building sort of like brings those two things together in in hopefully a really nice and clean, succinct way. No, hundred percent. This has been fascinating. So the last, last, last little portion, where can people you know find you? What's, what, what are the steps needed to check out loop golf? We'll make sure we have all of the, the links, um, and the info uh, included in, in, in the show notes oh. and in the blur, but, um, yeah, would love, um, any, any and everywhere people can find you in loop golf, uh, to get started. Um, so Instagram, uh, and TikTok. our handle is at loop golf ledger. Uh, so go check us out. Give us a follow there, uh, in the app store, also loop golf ledger. Um, so we're iOS only right now. Uh, we, you know, we'll hopefully be on Android here in the near future. Uh, golf, you know, is like only 15% Android based. So right now just hasn't, hasn't made sense to build it out. Um, and then, uh, anyone feel free to, to email me, Ryan home, R E I N H O L M at join golf.co. Um, you know, any feedback on the product, um, you know, anything at all, any partnership opportunities where we're always, uh, you know, our door is always open and, and we're always interested to, to meet and learn from, from others. So. Thomas, appreciate it. And, uh, we'll, we'll have to have the first ever, uh, follow-up podcast where, you know, you and I will just, you know, get out there at Pinehurst and live, you know, live, live stream for volume two. So, uh, you know, we'll place, place order for that. Sign me up. Sign me up, man. I appreciate you, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. Special thanks to Thomas from Loop Golf for joining and sharing his journey. Make sure to check out in the show notes, Loop Golf on both Instagram and TikTok. And definitely make sure for iOS to download Loop Golf. Check it out, share it with your friends, and make it simple next time you go out on the course to create some fun games as well as in-course wagers. Make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get podcasts inside the digital health and sales locker room and stay tuned for some amazing upcoming episodes with some of the leaders in healthcare.